The following episode of We Making It is part of a mini-series highlighting the body business stories of dance artist professionals who are creative partners in the Sydney L. Mosley Dances Collective. SLM Dances is a New York City-based dance theater collective that works in communities to organize for gender and racial justice through experimental dance performance. This fall, SLM Dances is fundraising yes, fundraising, to build our collective power and continue to make this work possible. Hashtag we making it. In these body business stories, we speak candidly about our budgets and bank accounts while sustaining a commitment to impacting our communities with our gifts as artists. Please visit SLM Dance's website to learn more about how you can play a part in reaching our fundraising goal of 10000 by December 31st, 2019. Again, that's S-L-M-D-A-N-C-E-S dot com. You want to know what else you can do? Well, let me tell you. Share this episode using the hashtag S-L-M-D-BodyBiz, that's biz with a Z, 10K, and help us share our body business stories with your community. Now, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to another episode of We Making It. Ooh, this is a weekly conversation with New York-based artists around what they are making and how they are maintaining adequate water levels in the process. Because why, honey, it's cold out here and we ain't trying to be dry. What has been up? So I am currently working my way through Dominicana by, I think it's last name Cruz. I can't remember the author's name, but it's Dominicana. I need it. So if you guys remember, I had been working my way through Water Dancer, but just, you know how it is. As it gets colder, the time is not of the essence. So I just needed something that I could kind of thumb through and kind of like the pages can move a little bit faster. Maybe I'm just too slow of a reader with Water Dancer. Needless to say, uh, what happened last night? Shout out to Thryn Saxon and the whole cast of Sleep No More. Emily and I, shout out to Jane and Paul and Michelle and Brian. Those are Em's parents and her aunt and uncle, respectively. They are visiting this weekend. And so we had the pleasure of taking them to Sleep No More. It was a treat. I'm sure they I'm sure they'd say the same. We literally did not get home till after midnight and honey, you already know I was tired. I was tired. So this is a very, very special episode for me. If you guys remember, I'm actually coming up on my one year anniversary for the podcast. And so that's super special. Lots of good things on that. But As part of the SLM Money series, I have to essentially be interviewed. No, essentially, I have to be interviewed. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to have a conversation about my money and my finances. And so I had to bring back a special guest. Special guest, can you introduce yourself? Yes, I can. Um, My name is Lorena. I was in episode 
five, six, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> um, and I am so thrilled that I get to interview Katie. It's going to be a treat. And so if you've ever wondered how I make all of these things happen, well... Just keep listening. So I feel like I should have like done a Twitter like you know and like a Twitter like question. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do you want to (laughs) know? Yeah, I mean, what did you want to know? Well, I hope I can cross all the cross all the T's and dot all the I's and everything in between, and this way you'll get a more of a fuller glimpse of how my money works. Right. All right, Lorena. So, what's the first question? All right, first question. I just want everyone to know I literally had to make a list. <laughs> okay. Do okay. with all the questions. So, bear with me if I'm not like your ideal host. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, first of all, we're gonna go through what you make. Yeah. So, um, so tell me how you make money. How do I make money? So, currently, I work as a community actionist through Gibney. Mm-hmm. I am a babysitter for the McHughes, which is my girlfriend's cousins. Uh, <laughs> they're a great family. Awesome. Um, I work as a creative partner with SLM Dances. Mm-hmm. I also... Oh, yes. I'm a personal assistant for Jasmine Hearn. Shout out to Jasmine Hearn, if you remember. I have an episode with her in Titana Tenenbaum. What are the other ways I make money? I think those are my primary sources of income at the moment. I may have. Oh, oh, and I'm technically still like a freelance dancer. So this month I was in process with Ogimdu Day. Shout out to them. Um, So, yeah. You have a lot on your plate. That's crazy. You know, you know, you just you just have a, you know, have a plan. Yeah. See it through. So those. Yeah. Those are my primary sources of income. I think that's something that's so cool about talking to dancers and artists in general. It's like you get to see how. Truly, they just do so much. Yes. Like. <laughs> yes. Oh, 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 my gosh. I am so sorry, y'all. I also work at a bookstore. I was going to say, like, I, I didn't want to bring it up. But <laughs> Thank like, you. Thank you. Yes. I also work at Greenlight Bookstore. Shout out to them. Uh, it's, the, yeah, it's a great it's a great group of people. And I love talking to people about books. So, yeah. yeah, that's my other job. That is also a very primary source of income. All right. So let's talk about money. So how, wh- how much do you make at all these okay. jobs? So. Currently, I'm in a position of flux. And so let's talk currently, and then I think it's important for me to go backwards. Mm -hmm. So I currently make, the last two months, I've come home with roughly like two grand. um, Ah, last month. We'll say, let's just speak to last month, because this month ain't even really started yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I came home with roughly two grand. Uh, for those who do not know, I about six months ago, I was working at Gibney and I was a full-time employee. And there were some transitions in terms of policies and there were some just sensitive topics. And so I left. So I left my full-time job with no other job in the prospect. Wow. None. None. <laughs> when I tell you none. Uh, and so shout out to Rizbo BK. I ended up getting uh, um, like a cashier job. Mm-hmm. But between that cashier, between leaving Gibney and going to a cashier job, I saw like a huge financial drop because my monthly average spending, which I know will break down in just a second, is something between like 13 and 15 mm-hmm. at a higher month. If I'm traveling, it'll be closer to 1800. And so when I was working full time, I was bringing home roughly I think like eighteen hundred, mm-hmm. but as a, as my base. And if right. I had any other jobs, I was p- 
putting that. I was like putting that on top you of had it. The extra. I had extra. Um, and so when I left Gibney, I went down to roughly making what like three to four hundred a week. So some oh. And it wasn't super consistent right? because so I was were, only working weekends. So maybe I was coming home with $600 a month. Maybe I was coming home for 800 a month. But because of the way the transition happened, I was basically living off the little, little savings I had made over mm-hmm. Gibney. So last month was really a catch-up month. So, like, I may have brought home, like, two grand – I may have actually come – I actually may have come home with, like, two two grand to 2500 Mm-hmm. 300 of that had to go back to my Nana, who had, like, bailed me out over the summer because I didn't have enough money. And then I don't know if you guys know about Splitwise, but Splitwise is an app that roommates can split up the utilities. Mm -hmm. I'd owed one of my roommates 100 bucks, like 90 bucks. Mm -hmm. So last month I made extra, but I kind of didn't because I had to pay off debts. Right. From when I was broke. Right, right, right. And this is something that we probably can touch on later but so interesting how you were able to rely on the people around you to help you out in times of struggle right which i know we will talk about but that was a huge um that was a real sticky spot for me because i am somebody that believes that there is though there comes there there are moments when you're struggling like i remember in your episode you talked about like you, your parents just didn't have it. Yeah. Or like you really needed to eat something other than frozen peas. <laughs> uh, those Yikes. moments are real. But I, I knew that the reason why I didn't have any money was totally self-inflicted. Yeah. Like I got upset about that job at Gibney and I just left with no plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and would I do it again? I probably would. But I didn't feel comfortable for a really long time asking um my folks for money because essentially you already it was my fault yeah yeah, yeah, it was my so like if you're gonna be grown and i can just hear my mom in my brain like if you're gonna be grown and leave a job yeah and you ain't got no plan then you deserve to be broke yeah and so i'm really (laughs) i'm really fortunate (laughs) and grateful that my nana did help me out but all that to say that like in terms of my income it does fluctuate and last month was a great month but i had to pay off that debt Mm -hmm. um what i hope to make or at least, actually, it's a great segue. I've done how many episodes with SLM? I think like um, six, seven. No, there's like about, yeah. yeah. There's because there's eight of us, I think. There's nine of us, I think. Nine of us. So. No, there oh, is eight of us. Right. So over the course <laughs> of, over the course of what are just about two months, listening to you guys' finances, I've gotten real, I've gotten a lot clearer mm. on what I hope to make. Wow. So pulling from Maya's episode, I do I would hope to make like four fifty a week. Four fifty to five hundred a week. Yeah. So I think it would come out to roughly like something between two grand and twenty five hundred yeah. a month. Um what that looks like right now, honey, I make three seventy four fifty four from <laughs> green light if I work two shifts a week. Seventy four. Three seventy four fifty four. They give you those four four pennies, honey. They sure do, and I need them because I need to round up. <laughs> uh, so we'll go ahead and just round that to four hundred, okay. and I make that twice a month because we get paid biweekly. So you, uh-huh. that would be eight hundred. Eight hundred 
Okay. I should have brought my calculator. I said the no, last okay. time, and I was like, I'm going to bring it's my okay. calculator. It's okay. Uh, here, I can toss you my phone. I'll grab it. So I make 800 a month roughly from Greenlight. Mm-hmm. And that's if I'm working my standard two shifts. If I'm working closer to three shifts a week, I'll make closer to 1000 So there's like a ballpark for green lights, like something between 800 and and 1000 a month. Mm-hmm. And then with being a personal assistant, which changes, I could make 400 a month. I could make 800 a month. And so that would bring me to roughly... Let's just keep green light at nine hundred, and then let's just say it's a pretty standard month. So nine hundred from green light, four hundred from Jasmine. That would be thirteen hundred. Mm-hmm. And then oh, babysitting. I make just about what do I make? I oh dear, I make sixty on Fridays, and I make twenty on Tuesdays. Sixty plus twenty is eighty. Mm-hmm. Eighty times four is two forty. 240 plus 1400 1300 is 1540 1540 I just want to let everyone know that all of those calculations it's like Katie in her head yeah I feel like at this point I'm pretty I good just about jumped my in money with the final number <laughs> we appreciate your support so that's the personal assistant that's the bookstore that's Jasmine mm-hmm. so with SLM I have made one month I think I made three seventy five, and then another month I made like five hundred. So I kind of I I feel good balancing it to be about we'll say about three hundred. Oh. Uh, but the the thing that is important to remember about SLM is we get paid on the fifteenth yeah. rather than the first. Yes. So when I'm doing like my monthly budgeting, I actually need SLM to kind of not be at the forefront because I I need to have a certain I want to make two grand or twenty five hundred by rent. Yeah. But with SLM, that would come in at the half of the that would be at the halftime, and so that just messes with my brain. So we'll just say we'll round it. We'll we'll say three hundred. Three hundred. So what are we at right now? Okay, uh, we're at thousand eight hundred and forty dollars. Thousand forty, and then are there any jobs that I forgot? Um, you said personal. What about Gibney? Oh, Gibney? Did you talk about Community Gibney? action. So community action is one of those jobs where they're like, oh, we can use you this month. Oh, we can't. Mm. So last month, I think I made, maybe I made 400 from them. Mm-hmm. So let's add 400? Yeah, just add 400. So that would be 2240. Mm-hmm. So for me, that would be a great month, right? Because right. that's right within the ballpark that I wanted to make. The problem that comes up with this, and this is kind of, this is a great way to segue to Dude. something I've been thinking about. Yeah. Um, for the last three years, I've lived in New York City, and I've I've struggled with like how to make money and dance, and I've gone. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've gone through all the cycles. Like, I really, really wanted to work full time. Yeah. Did that. I really, really, really wanted to intern in a bunch of different spaces. I've interned at Gibney and I've done work study at Ailey. Check. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken classes at a bunch of different spaces. Yeah. Great. Um, and as actually after as we wrap up the money series, because we're coming down to our last couple of episodes, it's finally dawned on me that I've taken a lot of low paying jobs as a way to maybe get performance opportunities. Yeah. 
Um, whereas as a community actionist, I make way more money, but I wasn't making it pretty consistently the last like I say like the last year, even though I had it as a job, I was always like, well, I got to go to this job and I got to go to this job and, oh, I got to go audition for this person. And so what's been really helpful about the money series is I've been able to really hone down my finances to say I'm going to prioritize my most highest paying jobs Mm -hmm. so that at the end of the month, I'm not worried about money. Right. And I think... That's been something that I feel like I I don't know if I hear a lot of people talk about, but that's been something that I've been thinking a lot about. Like one of the ways that makes dance sustainable for me is when I'm not worried about money, but I can't do a full time job because, honey, it's just not good for myself. It's, It's no. And there's not enough time. Like the reality is, you know, artists, it's it's like you're talking about such an unstable Mm hmm. Um, profession. Yeah. And you don't know if next month you'll be making, you know, $3,000 or maybe you'll be making half or maybe you won't be making anything at all. Right, right. And so I think that's why I'm doing my best to prioritize my highest paying jobs because it's Mm -hmm. almost like an insurance policy. Right. So last month I weighed well, I made essentially I made too much money because I literally I knew what I needed. I had what I needed. And so per Maya's episode, mm-hmm. I think, I don't even know if she said this on air. So I've heard people talk about this. So I want to go ahead and talk about it real quick. Sure. Um, when you're doing monthly budgets, mm-hmm. apparently it's really healthy for you to put all the money in a spot. Mm-hmm. So you got, which we'll do my breakdown in just a second. Yeah. We got all, we got rent, we got transportation, yes. we got blah, 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 blah. When you finish, so like on the first most people get paid on the first. Yeah. When you get that new paycheck, that's like December 1st, going from like November 30th to December 1st, any money that's left in your bank account is supposed to be put away. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be in your savings account. I don't know if you're going to put it in a mattress. I don't know if you're going to put it in your <laughs> underwear drawer because I am one of those people that like to keep a little dollars in my underwear drawer yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. in case. You know, I don't know if the apocalypse is coming, but I will have $5 in my underwear drawer just to make sure I will be safe. Yeah. So in doing that, what I did, so last month what I did is I took the extra money that I made and I just put it away because like you said, with community action, with my community action work, for example, it made like I four hundred is a a dream. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money that you did like that I did not plan for. Right. That said, it may not be there come February. I know it won't be there come July because schools are closed. Yeah, and so it's almost like this constant this constant like knowing of this money may not be there. So like, how can I just always be putting something aside Mm -hmm. and and be prepared for when there's a rainy day right and I think when I first moved to the city up until really like six months ago when I left Gibney I wasn't thinking like that Mm. at all really I was like still so hungry to be seen as a performer and still so hungry to be in class I did I I think I was kind of like lost in the sauce of it yeah that I wasn't able to take hindsight of like okay how does this how is this life sustainable yeah like 
don't know if I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but like I would be the kind of person that was like, oh, such and such needs me to be in rehearsal, but they're not gonna pay me. Okay, so what can I give up? I'm just not gonna buy no face cleanser this month. I'm gonna just have a dirty face all month and it's fine. <laughs> or like I'm gonna just buy like the the cheapest soap yeah, I can find. Right. So or like I'm just not gonna eat like all of these like things. And you're not taking care of your body. Well, and not for nothing, what happened was when I got a little extra cash, I was like, oh, my God, I should buy a deep conditioner for myself. Oh, my God, I should buy some shampoo. Oh, my gosh, I should buy face cleanser. Right. But then I end up overspending, which it's not overspending because these are essentials, but I was never really taking into account of what I really needed. I was mm-hmm. always taking into account what I was willing to give up. And it left me like not taking care of, but also per like binging when I finally got somebody like, oh my gosh, girl, I'm about to go give me the, I'm about to give yeah, me yeah, a yeah. lotion and a moisturizer and an oil. And whereas now I'm like, okay, no, these are my standards. These are my baselines. This is what I have to make to feel good. Mm-hmm. Anything else is a, I'm grateful for, but like anything less than this, I'm about to be mad. Right. And, so, and I think it's great that you do talk about, you know, you're just figuring this out as you go along. Yeah. Because dance and art is so, it's like seen so separate from business and from, mm-hmm. you know, all like how to make money, like, you know. And at the end of the day, dance and art is a business. So, yeah. yeah. You know, so if we're going to talk that and art is your business, tell me um, how you're already talking about it, but like, what do you spend? So let's. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Let's break it down. Um, your rent rent is 430 mm-hmm. i live with my partner shout out to emily uh mm-hmm. so we i spend 430 a month mm-hmm. on rent uh utilities so we recent we just moved so to be honest i actually don't really know <laughs> how much utilities were i know last month i want to say they were like because it's our utilities are split four ways. I want to say I spent $18. And also, this is a fer- perfect opportunity for me to tell y'all, honey, I was living like not even a mile down. I was paying like oh, $65 in utilities. And that was overspread between five people. I don't know what kind of damn electricity is in that old house. <laughs> but honey, it better be just stupendous to right. to be paying that much money between five people yeah no 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 it's crazy okay taking my step back because that oh that just oh, <laughs> that, that just made me mad what about what about um transportation transportation so this also kind of goes in between so what's 33 times 33 times four drop drop the two carry the one four times one is four plus I'm losing it. I really wish I could. 33 and 33 is 66. <laughs> 66 plus 33 is 99. 99 plus 33 would be roughly like 120 uh, something. Yeah. 130 something. 132. Okay. Don't be math in front of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Math is not. <laughs> go ahead and just round it up to 130. So 130 plus 430 would be 560. So that's travel plus go ahead and just say twenty dollars for utilities. We're looking at five eighty. So, so the thirty three you're getting from is that, is that a MetroCard? Yeah, thirty three dollars. I try to get a weekly. I for some reason there was some point in my three year journey in New York City where um, I didn't make enough money to get a monthly. 
Mm. And so I just got down to a weekly. But then I guess it was like maybe I started traveling and I was like, well, I don't really need a monthly because I don't know what the month is going to look like. Yeah. And so I only get weekly Metro cards. And not for nothing, going back to when I lost all that, when I went broke over the summer, mm-hmm. I actually started doing paper rides. And mm-hmm. so sometimes I'll spend a little less yeah. because I'll the way my jobs line up, I actually don't need a weekly. Mm-hmm. And so I try to be aware of like if I can save the money and just do a paper ride. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, I'll do that. So we were at what five? Uh, five sixty. Five eighty. Five eighty. That included utilities. Wi-Fi. Go ahead and add another twenty dollars for that. So that would be six hundred. Food is my biggest expense. <laughs> I love that. When I tell y'all, there are days where I contemplate how hungry can I go, and I'm actually not the best eater. Mm. When I, I don't know if, it, yeah, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but when I first moved to the city, I actually lost weight because I just would not, I would just eat. Forget to eat. No, I would purposely like I was only spending like thirty dollars a week on groceries, and I was like, if it don't work within this thirty dollars, I, honey, I, just I guess I just can't eat. And it was great because I was working at Gibney and, you know, if you work at a nonprofit, they always have an events with cheese and meats. So I'm stealing. I wasn't stealing, but I was like taking food where I could get you it. You take your Tupperware? To yes, them. honey. You already know. I have a great Tupperware collection. Uh, <laughs> food on average is, and we're talking about groceries. We're talking about the occasional. No. As a matter of fact, we're talking about groceries and we're talking about when groceries, if I make like meal prep and I meal prep up until Wednesday. So I try to, I may have to eat out Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. On average, I spend just about 350 A week. No. <laughs> I don't know what kind of eating you're doing. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I definitely don't spend that. <laughs> 350 a, a month, month. A month, a month. <laughs> Three fifty a month. Yeah. So what is so we were at six hundred. Food uh, would put me nine, at nine fifty. Nine fifty. Okay. Yeah. So then I have a <laughs> yeah. And three fifty is kind of aiming low. Yeah. Go ahead and just round it up to four hundred. That way it, yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. bit you more have space for snacks. Yeah. Because honey, oh, snacks, snacks. That's what so that you. puts us at right at a thousand. <laughs> right at a thousand, and it really is the food. Um. I also am dating someone or I live with someone and I'm spending my life with someone and we need quality time. So I would say we have, averagely, we have just about two day nights a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is usually breakfast, one is usually dinner because <laughs> we're cute. Uh, <laughs> that average is just about something between... I would go ahead and just say like $50 a week, Mm -hmm. which is, I'm just like, dang, Katie, like really? But it's great. Talk about investments in your sanity. I love spending time with my partner. Usually it's over food. So it's an investment in my sanity. Yeah. So $50 a week puts us at 200 a month. So that puts us right at 1200. Oh, the podcast, the podcast. I use a third party host. So Mm -hmm. that is $25 a month off the top. Mm. So that puts us at twelve hundred twenty-five. Twelve hundred and twenty-five. Um, hair. The hair is an expense that you can divide across. So I don't know if you guys have ever used the Mint app, but there are some expenses that I'll that'll go up during certain months and then go down yeah. drastically. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when I made extra money last month, I bought just about sixty dollars worth of hair care products. Mm-hmm. But for the next two months, 
I won't I won't do that. Well, and can I just say I'm just learning now to take care of my curly hair and girl, it's expensive. It's not only expensive, <laughs> but like it's 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 expensive in money, but it's also expensive in time. Yes. Oh my god. Which is a whole nother thing we will talk about in just a second. <laughs> but just remember Lorena, I wanna cut it. I got it, make a portion. <laughs> Um, so what we'll say, we'll say $60 divided by three is 20, 20. So go ahead and add the 20 because I'm dividing by three months. Cause that's about how long a product may last. If I, yeah. if I budget right. So about a, uh, $1,250. $1,250. So that's here. Anything else? Um, what about, um, I was so good at this with other people. What no, am I forgetting? Think. Health insurance. I don't. Here, let me tell you. So I'm actually on my mom's health insurance. I will mm-hmm. be off in days because I'm turning 26. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you, and I'm disappointed that this that long very road soft. has... Happy birthday for you. This wrong, this wrong road has ended. Um, so, yeah, I don't pay for my health insurance. My mom pays for my health insurance, but it's important to note one of the reasons why my budget would maybe increase would be like, there was one point in time where I was in PT pretty excessively, so that was easily a mm-hmm. $100 bill yeah, uh, or extra $100 to my budget. Uh, last year, I picked up a piano with not good technique, and I really messed up my shoulder. Oh, no. And so when I was full-time, I think I spent just about 400 a month mm-hmm. on body work. Mm-hmm. So I won't include that in this budget, but that was just something that I needed to consider right, at the right, time. Right, right. So, yeah, no health insurance, but... Health needs do come up. What about phone bills? Um, I've had to. Oh, I wanted my mama to keep paying my phone bill. But she said no. So (laughs) she was like, Khadidra. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And so I paid $40 on my phone bill. So that puts us at Mm $12.90. What else do we? Um, We'll go ahead and add like. Let's have like a whatever. $25 for Uber. Because sometimes, you know, look. Sometimes the subway just isn't it. Sometimes it ain't it. Sometimes it's <laughs> late. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I'm lazy. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm spending money that I don't have. So I'm trying <laughs> to budget myself to, to have it. Yeah. So what does that put us at? What were we at? $13.90? Let's, let's just round it up to like thirteen fifty. Thirteen fifty. Anything else that I'm forgetting? Um, why don't we add like a hundred dollars just for or no? Is that too much? Sure, we can go just ahead for like and round it up fifteen hundred, which like, which makes sense, right? Because like my my budget, my average spending comes out to be like something between thirteen and fifteen hundred. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's yeah, that's me in a nutshell. But that's great. I want to talk about time, which is something that has also come up for me in mm-hmm. this. As I'm as I've talked to you guys. Yeah. When I was working lower paying jobs, or at least this is my experience. Lower paying jobs often need me more. Mm-hmm. So like for Greenlight, for example, if I'm coming to work to Greenlight, I have to be there for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, shout out to Kumbe, they've hired me as an independent contractor twice now and they needed me for what, like an hour and they pay me a hundred dollars and that's it. About six months ago, I was so eager to be full time because I just wanted the numbers to always be the same because that made me think like you were I'll, craving stability. Right. But the problem with that type of stability was 
again, when I was working full time, I had to be in this one physical space for 40 hours. Yeah. 40. That's a lot. Honey, my brain was probably starting to melt. <laughs> uh, and then as I and as I've kind of grown into an artist, I also just need more time to sing, uh, which is also a cost for me because I do have a vocal coach that I go. pay, mm-hmm. um, which depend. Obviously, that's that for me is a luxury because like if I don't have it, I won't spend it. Um, there was also a point in time over the year that I was taking piano lessons because I was really just getting back into music. Those those things take money, but they also take time. Yeah, and so. When I think about money, when I think about what I make and when I think about what I spend, the biggest thing for me this year has been like, I have to make more money because I need more time. And so that's been, again, going back to what I was saying about prioritizing my highest paying jobs Mm -hmm. and releasing some stability so that I had more time to grow the skills that I want to grow. And invest in what's your career, basically. Right, right. And to be honest, it's, it like it, it trips my brain up just saying these words because I, t- I swear to you, this is not how I thought six months ago or even three months ago. Right. Like, I, I really wanted consistent paychecks. Yeah. Um, and honestly, talking to Maya was really like the the, I guess, the straw that broke the camel's back. Because I was like, well, Maya's living freelance totally. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have too many steady things. She's picking up jobs as the month goes by. Mm -hmm. She's calculating by the week. Yeah. And so it's been also a thing for me to say, like, okay, how can I put myself in certain spaces so that I have access to people to say, like, hey, I'm looking for work. I know you're looking for people. How can we help each other? So time. I need time. (laughs) <laughs> which means I need to work less and I need you to pay me more. Mm-hmm. Which is also something that I really wanted to talk about too. As I've been in the city a little bit longer, people have asked you, have people asked you for your rate yet? No. So I've had a couple of jobs. Just like, what is your performance rate? Mm-hmm. What is your hourly rate? Girl, I'll be coming up with numbers off the top of my head. Like, you know, like, well, you basically, I'll do something, I'll think something to myself, like, well, you know, like, minimum wage is 15, so, like, you can pay me 17. Like, that's a cool yeah, yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally pulling numbers out of the, ooh, you know, 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. is great. They could have been 65. You have no idea. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But what's great about, like, getting clear about time, getting clear about what I want to make. Yeah, what I need to make. Mm, what I want to make and what I need to make there's like a $500 gap so I'm willing to negotiate it's just it's got to be within that gap yeah Um, once I can do that and once I can say like okay I need to make $500 this week I can really say like okay this is the month this is the hourly rate that I need Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's it's really been helpful I feel like it's it's really been Though hard to adjust my brain, it's been so grounding mm-hmm. to be like, I know what I need finally. Yeah. And I'm not just out here frolicking. Yeah, or not knowing if I'm spending, you know, more than I'm making. Or just like not spending more than I'm making. Um, oh, shoot. I just remember something. So I'll finish that thought. Uh, spending more than I'm making uh, haphazardly because mm-hmm. I do that. So I have a credit card bill. Oh, we forgot about that. Yes, 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 honey, yes. Now, my minimum payment Mm -hmm. is $82. I pay her on time. 
But I have, oh, and this is a good conversation that we didn't talk about too. So I have just about 17 grand in student loan debt. Mm -hmm. Just about. Um, This past year, because I went broke, I didn't make enough. And so I think I was paying like $30 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, over the summer, and then the thirty dollars of payments have just drawn down to zero because I actually don't make enough. Um, and then I have another thirty three hundred, roughly, in credit card debt. Mm-hmm. And so I pay the minimum payment because I'm not like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like sign a lease anytime soon. I'm not looking for to do a credit check, but I do have it's some debt. Some debt. I wouldn't say I don't feel like it's like a crazy amount, but it's. It's right. debt. And the credit card debt, some of those purchases were me trying to be cute. <laughs> totally trying to be so cute. You're like, I need a makeover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then there, a big part of my credit card debt was uh, back in 2017, I went into therapy. Mm. I was not well. I had... When I moved to the city, I just did not have the money, but I also just didn't have a lot of the emotional support. Right. In uh, the way I was kind of maneuvering in spaces emotionally was like really it was coming to a head basically Mm -hmm. and so I had decided that like no I don't have the money for therapy but like if I don't do it it's gonna ruin some relationships that I've built um but so so I need that's it's it was a medical need right and so a big part of my credit card debt Mm -hmm. was at that point at one point was that right um, I want to switch gears a little bit and sure. stop talking a little bit about, mon- about money and talk about your identity, how you identify yourself, um, and from there sort of elaborate a little bit on how this brings um, both privileges and barriers for you. Sure. So I am a Texas native, <laughs> <laughs> Houston to be exact. I am black. Um, I am a cis woman. Um, I'm tall. Yeah, she is. Tall. I appreciate you for lifting me up, literally. Honey, because it's my pleasure to do so. It's so fun. So for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Katie, like, literally lifts me up to the ground. Like, just, like, full-on ballet. Because it's so fun. It just really <laughs> it just gets me going in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do identify as queer um, or... Yeah, queer. I am an equal opportunity employer in my love life, though I am pressed and highly like engaged with a great employee right now. Um, wow. I know that that uh, comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, You're not looking to hire right now. No, I'm not. No, baby. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think I think those are. I think those are most of the identities. If anything comes up. Mm-hmm. I'll try to bring them up. So some of the privileges that I've noticed that I actually didn't think about before I moved to the city. So I am college educated. Yes. Um, I am college educated. I went to a great institution, uh, Texas A&M University. Thanks and gig Um So I do feel like when I first moved to the city, I did not struggle to find a job. Like I moved to the city, I think on February 7th. And I think by like February 12th or 13th, I'd had a preschool job as a preschool teacher mm-hmm. um i am perfect i i have no physical abilities that are different or like noticeably um 
I'm, like I'm not disabled mm-hmm. in any way. I'm not differently abled in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, in terms of Gibney, for example, I was able to pick up a bunch of different shifts that was basically moving furniture. Yeah. Um, I was really great at English as a kid, and I was a tutor. So that was also like I was able to get certain editing jobs where I didn't actually have to be in Texas, but I was editing folks' papers in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um. I do think it's kind of trendy to be, to be, what am I thinking? I have noticed specifically with Gibney and other nonprofit spaces, it's cute to be black and to have a, like a cute, like at the one time I had a a fade. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely feel like, or I wonder if it's been a privilege (laughs) that like, (laughs) oh yeah, like who doesn't want a cute, like a cute black girl like myself with one dimple sitting at their front desk saying hey welcome to this space (laughs) how can i help you yeah you're Uh, touching in a a lot of topics right now about about you know uh, yes tokenism is a thing um and i don't think i i can't selected diversity but yeah i get it diversity is trending right now um Mm -hmm. and i think at one point i was just like oh i just need the check to clear um and I also was, I th- when I first came to the city, I wasn't thinking about it that way. Right. And um, I'm not saying that was the case and, and for that. I'm just, you know. Yeah. But I, I but I am aware of like, oh, not only am I black, I'm, pre- I'm pretty lanky. I'm slim. I'm yeah. not, I'm not being, I'm Girl, not. You're I'm, pretty. Just well, say well, it. Thank just you. Say it. <laughs> I don't know if people think I'm pretty, but sure. You know, people think. <laughs> you have a great smile. I have a great, honey, I had braces. I had a, my mom had a, my mama was not playing about these teeth. <laughs> Got them lined up. I still have the permanent retainer at the bottom right. just to make sure things stay intact. So, yeah, I'm very, I, 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 at least I try to be aware of like, it has not been super hard for me to get into spaces. Let's talk about barriers, and I want to add a little twist to this. Sure. Since you're from um, Texas, and to me that, because I'm not from the United States, Mm -hmm. to me, like, I don't know why I have a stereotype that is more conservative. (laughs) Is that right? I don't know. Uh, So why don't you talk to me about your privileges and barriers that you've experienced, like how do you, how you have experienced them differently in Texas versus in New York? Sure, sure. When it comes to making money, of course. When it comes to making money, yeah. What comes up right now is just a lot of fear. Hmm. When I was in Texas, it's it's just very different. Like conversations around race, conversations around money, conversations really about occupational choices are a lot more linear. Mm. Um, I remember one day I was calling my mom and I was telling her that like my mom about to leave this job. It was a really poor paying internship. I think they paid us like 200 after three months. Mm-hmm. And it was like crazy commute times. It was ridiculous. It was re-damn-diculous. That's what it was. And I was just like calling my mom and I was just like, my mom, I'm not about to keep this job. I'm about to go. I'm about to go. And she just wait, just wait on it. And my mom was like, Katie, it don't look good on your resume to be jumping and job jumping and hopping from a job to job um so just in some ways just being confident that like if something's not working I can leave but if it and just being able to have that conversation with myself because when I was in Texas it just I was in school the last time I was there so Mm -hmm. like there was no I wasn't going to leave school and I was a tutor my tutoring job paid like 
dollars more than the mm-hmm. average student job. I was like, I felt like I was living luxury when I was a tutor. Right. Um, and that kind of confidence around, <clears throat> excuse me, ne- negotiating spaces, but also like race. My, mm, what am I trying to say? I did not feel so black in Texas. Mm. Comparable to what you were saying, like, yeah, when you was in Mexico, baby, everybody Mexican. The, yeah. It ain't no conversation. It is nothing to discuss. Mm-hmm. There is no um, microaggressions. They're probably differentiation. Right. Whereas when I came to New York, um, the wealth gap is just astronomically mm-hmm. wide when you look at like low income here versus low income in Texas. And then when you look at like what's wealth here versus like the wealthiest person in Texas, it just, it was, it's just so different. Right. And so when I think about one of the hardest things for me this year um, was a situation at work around my race and my occupation and like my ability to make more money, I was really, really scared. I, um, I I would go into conversations, obviously, like, prepared, but I would, like, I would have to be playing this this game with myself that, like, don't show up too many emotions. Always make sure that you let them know that you're hearing them. Don't use any word. Like, be really clear about your words so that you come off really clear, even though your feelings are really hurt because they treated you this way. Mm. Whereas when I was in Texas, um... I never, I never had to switch those things on and off like that. Like, Texas is an interesting place in my experience because the respectability is always there. Right. There's a status quo that, like, this is how it is and things will not change. So there's really no need to rustle feathers. Right. That's funny because I thought your answer was going to be the other way around. No, no. With, with New York being... So much, in my perception of it, at least, you know. So much more liberal. So much more liberal and so much more sort of, like, accepting in a way. I mean, I can't really speak for Texas because I've, you know, right. probably been there once. Uh, and it and, and it is. It is. But what I, and I think this is something that I've, I've always kind of, like, had to push back with people on, especially in work environments. New York is nuanced. It feels in its power struggle because mm. it's, especially when you get into nonprofits, right? Mm. Because it's always great to like have diversity and we want to create inclusive spaces. But yeah. oftentimes the inclusion and when inclusion fails, it's left up to a brown person or a black person or a queer person or a trans person to like to figure your shit out. Yeah. To make it, themselves fit in. Or to like show you how your policies don't don't affect me in a way that feels good. Yeah. And then ultimately, like which which people will hear um, if you go back to Bianca's episode, Bianca talked very openly about her ability to negotiate her rate. Mm. And whereas when I tried to negotiate my rate, they told me we don't have no more money. Yeah. And I know y'all had some more money because you had just offered my friends some more money. Mm-hmm. So don't try to play me. <laughs> and even there's a certain amount of confidence that you walk into the space with right. when you know that there that there aren't 
presumably any differences like when I because I am not white passing but and this is just my this is this is my perception I don't know if this is what happened but I assume if you're walking into a room as a white person or a white passing person and you're going to go talk to another white or white passing person there's this kind of there's this baseline that you feel like you're both starting at whereas like for me because I didn't do a lot of this work in Texas I was already going into like I'm that angry black girl. Here mm. I am having to show you that your poli- your policies are terrible. Are you yeah. going to see me as the angry black girl? Are you going to try to fire me? Which is a whole lot of like mental dance really? on top of the fact that I'm really just trying to make rent. Right. <laughs> like it's, it get real Constantly deep. Constantly <laughs> apologizing for your identity and how it presents itself. And, and and I should have to be apologizing because I just really want this money. I know yeah. you got rent. I know you know I got rent. So give me more money. <laughs> but what has been great is, and I think that's partially the reason why I've gone freelance. Or mm. I'm as I'm going into 2020, I am going more freelance. Certain certain spaces just can't offer more money mm-hmm. to me. And I don't know if it's because of the color of my skin or because I'm a cis one. I don't know what identifier it, be- it is because of. Mm. So then it's like, okay, what can I do for myself so that those barriers don't hit as hard? I see. And that's been something that I've I've been just trying to get more comfortable with because yeah. um, I do think institutions should do better about how they treat people that identify the same way as me. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, between time, I still think that people identify like me should get their checks. Yeah. And so if that means you need to um, exist in those spaces differently, or that's what it's been for me. If I need to exist in those spaces differently. That's what I have to do. This what this what we this what we Because I have to eat. Like, <laughs> And I'm not trying to eat no damn frozen peas either. <gasps> Oh, Honey. wow. She went there. <laughs> Honey. Or I'm going to eat frozen peas, but at least have like some nice Gruyere cheese with it or something, a nice baguette. No, I understand. I don't know eating any frozen peas either. That was just when I was poor. Yes. <laughs> um, we got frozen peas in the freezer. Anyway, Emily. Emily <laughs> loves frozen peas. Uh, she, yeah. She's going to take so much offense uh, to this episode. All right. Um, I know you've you've sort of talked about this throughout your whole interview because you've talked about how much it's fluctuated, fluctuated uh, your income at least, throughout this past six months, mm-hmm. year, whatever. So just give me a quick rundown. What would you do if you only had like a quarter of your income? So that's what happened. <clears throat> yeah. So what did I do? I called my Nana and I just asked her for a chunk just to get me through right. the next. So support from family. Yes. Um... I also maxed out my credit card this year. Mm-hmm. So, or th- around that time. Yeah. So, given that I've been like really doing good, I would probably put some stuff on my credit card. Yeah. Uh, but I would try not to max it out because I think that does kind of hit my credit score kind of hard. And I'm, I know it ain't gonna be, yeah. I don't need my credit card to be like, woo, but I want it to be like, ooh, <laughs> not whoa, but yeah. like, right. <laughs> um, I would probably rely on my partner. Mm. which did happen a lot this summer, which is also a new thing for me. And this year was crazy. Yeah. Um, but I would be like, babe, I don't have it. And luckily enough, she is super supportive. And so she'll try to swing it. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I would rely on her. I would rely on my credit card. I have a little bit of stuff pocketed away just in case for that. So I would rely on that. And I would probably also just, like, not eat as much. Mm. I, just real talk. Just, like. Yeah, just. That's what tuna. it has to be. 
Tuna. No chips, no baguette. Just and you're judging tuna. me for the peas. Okay. <laughs> tuna tastes way better than peas. Lorena. All right. Listen. Let's, let's, let's parking lot this. <laughs> we can fight outside. Yes. Um, Kitty, I'm so glad that you that I was able to have this conversation with you. Oh, Is there anything yeah. else you want to share just for the last 30 seconds of this conversation? Last 30 seconds. As always, you feel free to email me. This is the most I've talked about my finances yeah. ever. So it's like, y'all, I'm going to have to take a breather on after this. Um, but I do hope that the Money Series inspired any kind of conversation around what we make, the realities. Um, something that's important, I feel like, for people to know is when you have, at least my experience has been that when you have family close by that can always support, um, it, that's a resource. Yeah. And I think for a really long time, because my mom was not super into this dance life, my family really didn't understand it. Um, there's this, like, under, there's this underbelly of maybe insecurity. Mm. And so I've worked really hard to just make peace with that. Yeah. That if I can call my nana and she's going to give me some money, great. Shout out to Candy. She sent me a care package with some socks in it. Y'all, I hadn't bought socks in like years and I really needed to do it. <laughs> no, that's when you know you're an adult. <laughs> Literally. You have to think about buying socks. Yes. I'm so thank you, Candy, so much for sending me them socks. I got a pair on right now. <laughs> um, yeah. As I've said in all the other episodes, like starting conversations but also just having everybody and giving everybody an opportunity to take stock of whatever they they do have yeah um even if it's in my experience maybe not what i thought i was supposed to have or mm. what i thought i was gonna get um taking stock of what i do have so that i can adequately use it for the things that i want to do right so with that you can find me catch me Email me at katiesmiles.nyc. Katie, because that's my name, smiles, because, girl, you know it's cute, .nyc, because that's where we at. I'm also on Instagram as K-A-D-E smiles, because that's where my mom smells it. Um, spells it, not smells it. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. I, 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 I'm in there. And as always, Lorena, thank you so much for having this thank conversation you for inviting me. with me. <laughs> Um, but as always, I hope you make it live. I hope you make it breathe. I hope you, at the end of the day, I hope you make it work for you because you're the only you we got and we trying to keep you. But as always, I want you to just make it. Bye, guys. Bye. Now a note from SLM Dances. This episode of We Making It is part of a mini series highlighting the body business stories of Sydney L. Mosley Dances creative partners. SLM Dances is a New York City-based dance theater collective that works in communities to organize for gender and racial justice through experimental dance performance. In sharing their stories with you, SLM hopes to make plain their needs as dance artists and inspire you and all SLM Dances community members to think and act from a place of abundance, empathy, and urgency. SLM Dances is fundraising to build our power as a collective. Our goal is 10000 by December 31st, 2019. Please visit SLM Dances website at slmdances.com. That's S-L-M-D-A-N-C-E-S.com to join SLM Dances community and become a donor. 
keep in touch with SLM Dance's fundraising efforts by following us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all at SLM Dances, and the hashtag SLMD Body Biz with a Z 10K.